up, people? It is Wednesday, June 15th. My name is B. Hill, and this is Just My Opinion Podcast, so let's talk. Uh, I am late with this particular podcast. Uh, there's been a lot that has happened since the last one a few weeks ago. Um, I tried to make this a couple of times, but kept getting interrupted. Schoolwork going on, so it's just been really busy lately. So let's jump right into it. Um, since the last podcast, well, when I did the last podcast, the Buffalo shooting had just happened. Um, so since the last podcast, there was another mass shooting here in Texas, in Uvalde, Texas, a town that's south of me by several hours, where um, 18-year-old went into an elementary school and killed 19 children and two teachers. Um, this 18-year-old was able to purchase his AR-15s legally at 18 years old and went into a school and barricaded himself in a classroom full of kids and just slaughtered the kids. Um, just so many different emotions about this story and I'm glad I didn't do the podcast right after it happened. Um, You know, once again, we just continue to see these gun deaths, these mass shootings, and nothing happened. Um, The worst part, though, is that the police waited over 45 minutes before they entered the classroom and you had parents outside trying to go into the school, trying to do something to get their kids, and the police was threatening them with arrest. And there was probably 20 to 30 police officers outside the room trying to figure out what to do. And one police officer was interviewed and he said he was afraid to go, to go in because he might get shot. But shortly after, Um, It was the same day, I forgot if it was the head of the Texas Rangers or whoever it was that held the press conference. Uh, The first thing he had to say was he praised the police officers for their work that day. And then it comes, and then he gives thoughts and prayers uh, to the family of the kids who were murdered. And I mention that because as the days went by and you started to find out more detail, it was so much information out there because initially he said that uh, the school resource officer got into a shootout with the suspect, which was, we found to be incorrect. That never happened. Um, Then we find out there was a timeline released of when the initial calls came in. Kids were actually calling from the classroom uh, begging for help. We noticed that there were 20 to 30 cops on the scene in the school and waited 45 minutes to an hour before they made entry and just heard the the gunshots, which allowed these 19 kids to get killed. And I'm frustrated and pissed off because now they want to arm teachers. Uh, 
and you know that argument comes out whenever we have one of these shootings about arming teachers but yet you trust teachers with guns but not books you want to limit what they teach in the classroom but how can you trust a teacher with a gun and expect them to be on point uh, if somebody with a gun breaks into their classroom but you have actual police officers that are afraid to do it and they're the ones that are trained to handle these situations or to respond to these situations Uh, but yet you want to put that onus on teachers Um, Greg Abbott did his same old bullshit thoughts and prayers and he actually even said well it could have been worse and if I was Beto O'Rourke who's running against Greg Abbott that would be one of the top uh, comments on my campaign as I would put out tons of campaign ads with that clip of him saying it could have been worse and still not wanting to do anything about guns um, you know I just whenever this comes up the whole Democrats liberals want to take your guns away kind of stuff happens and there's a lot more that can be done stricter background checks red flag laws something other than doing nothing because their whole um, talking point is, well, criminals have a gun, and the only way to beat a bad guy with a gun is with a good guy with a gun. Well, you had 20 to 30 good guys with guns outside their classroom, and they didn't do anything for almost an hour. So I think that talking point is dead now. Uh, And then Ted Cruz, his dumb ass came out, and he was talking about, we need more secure doors and one entry and exit point in the schools. And it's like, hey, dumbass, wouldn't that be a fire hazard if you only had one entrance and exit to a school? That just makes no sense. But when you look at the top donors um, that receive money from the NRA, they're all Republican. So they don't want to do anything. Uh, As of right now, though, I will say, it seems like there's some movement in the Senate. Um, they have a framework, a bipartisan framework of a gun bill in place. And Mitch McConnell says that he would support it. But we all know it's not going to go far enough. It's not going to do a whole lot, in my opinion. But I'll just kind of hold judgment until the entire uh, bill is done. But it's probably not going to go far enough as far as from what I understand now but it's just a framework and it's not actually a full bill yet so I'll be interested to see what they include in this bill but again it's you know the talking point about arming teachers when you take away their books and resources is just stupid Uh, and Matthew McConaughey who was born and raised in Uvalde, Texas gave an impassioned speech about gun violence uh, a couple of weeks ago after the the murder and the mass shooting and it was a very good speech, very uh, passionate speech and it actually seems like he, he just wants to help and you have conservatives coming out talking against him saying that people shouldn't listen to a celebrity and 
how ironic is that when their leader is a game show host? It just the irony in a lot of these statements and and things that these people do is just beyond me. Uh, it's very frustrating with the lack of care and empathy. I mean, how far thoughts and prayers going to get you? And just reading some of the comments, uh, it's just sickening, honestly, because a lot of people don't understand these type of things unless it happens to you. And honestly, something like a school shooting or mass shooting, it should not have to happen to you directly or somebody you know for you to show empathy for those that are affected. But it was the same with COVID though. I don't know anyone personally who died of COVID. Well, actually I do. My pastor died of COVID. Uh, one of my friend's brothers died from COVID. And, but people still don't think it exists. They say it was made up. Uh, it was a false flag. And until it happens to them, they can't have sympathy for those that are affected, uh, which is why we have lost our soul as a nation. We just lost our soul. Uh, we've lost the capacity to empathize with other people. Um, we are very selfish in nature now. It's more of what what's good for me and screw everybody else kind of thing. We saw that with the whole mask mandates and all of that stuff. We just are, we have become a very selfish nation. Um, and it's sad. It is really sad. Um, and then we had, over the weekend, there was a, another white supremacist group called the Patriot Front who was arrested in Idaho. Um, and it found out they had a plot to riot during a pride parade over the weekend. They had their tactical gear. Um, they were ready for violence, which that's something they had stated in their online chat group. And they were found in uh, the back of a U-Haul headed towards this pride parade to disrupt and uh, riot during this parade. And this is something that they've plotted, planned out. They all met, and fortunately, someone saw them in the parking lot of a, I want to say a comfort suite, some kind of motel, getting into the back of this uh, U-Haul and called the police, thankfully. And they were pulled over and caught. But you have a lot of these white supremacist groups plotting, like the same, there was a group that, plotted to uh, kidnap Governor Whitmer from, I think, Michigan. White supremacist group, but yet people tried to label Black Lives Matter as a terrorist organization. I have not heard of Black Lives Matter plotting to kidnap or kill anyone. Now, definitely they plotted to protest, but not with violence. And that's a conversation I've had many times with people because, and this leads to the next point about the January 6th hearing, um, a lot of conservatives, Jack Del Rio, who's the defensive coordinator for Washington Commanders, 
made a statement, and I've heard this statement many times from conservatives about January 6th. He said it was a dust-up at the Capitol. Uh, they downplayed what happened. I had people that I know, that I've been friends with for years, describe January 6th as it was just a tour that went bad, or it was a Antifa, it was Black Lives Matter. And then they compared that to uh, what happened in 2020 after George Floyd's death and the looting and the rioting and things like that. And it's annoying because they're two totally different situations. One group was protesting because of the murder of black men. The other was protesting because the person that they wanted to win lost an election and they tried to actually overthrow the government. So protesting because a black man was killed unjustifiably on camera and then your candidate lost and you want to overthrow the government. That's not an apples to apples comparison. And I hate when they do that, but they'll continue to try to um, put those two in the same category when they just should not be in the same category. I mean, any rational person will understand that. But the January 6th hearings have um, started and they've had two so far. They were supposed to have a third today, but it's been postponed. And I didn't watch the first one during prime time. I re-watched it, but I did watch the second one um, as it was going on. It has been interesting, and there are a lot of conservatives pretty scared at the moment because they are coming with proof and they are coming with facts. Um, and the level of detail and how deep this conspiracy goes is crazy. And I've heard a lot of conspiracies about Democrats and the deep state and all of that stuff, but they never provide any proof of that stuff. But for what went on to try to overthrow this election is, um, it is epic. And it's going to be something in history books in years to come the level of detail and what went on and the level of people that were involved. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Now, I don't know if it will make a difference. Uh, in the opinion of Trump supporters, it's not going to make a difference. They're not even paying attention to it. Um, but people on the fence and hopefully the Justice Department, as this case continues to get laid out, um, I can only hope and pray that they do the right thing because the the information is there right in your face um, from his own kids testifying uh, that the night of the election he was told by multiple staff members um, his own attorney general everyone told him he lost there was no election fraud uh, he didn't want to hear it so he just continued Rudy Giuliani they just continued to push this narrative that it was election fraud. And then on top of that, came out with the uh, asking for donations for his election defense fund, which never existed. But 
got over $250 million from his supporters for this election defense fund. And again, it never even existed. So where did that money go? But you can show proof to his supporters that they paid him and it didn't go towards election security or anything like that. And they won't even care. He took $250 million from them for nothing. And they don't even care. And that's how you know you're in the car. You know, I hear people say, well, he, Trump had to have won because you see way more Trump paraphernalia, hats and flags and stuff than you do Biden flags and paraphernalia. And my response to that is, I don't worship him. He works for me. And I'm not necessarily even a fan of his, but he was better than the alternative. And I think that's the problem we have, is that they worship a dude and not the policies. I mean, it, it's, I've just never seen anything like it. So I'm looking forward to see how the rest of these hearings turn out. Um, and hopefully something tangible will come from it. And then I saw a clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene speaking on the uh, floor of the Senate. And I just don't get the boldness of these people to just lie to your face. Um, she was talking about the January 6th hearings. And she made a statement about Ashley Babbitt. And Ashley Babbitt was the lady who was killed by the Capitol Police officer. She was shot in the neck. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, with a straight face, said that there's video proof that Ashley Babbitt was trying to stop people from getting into the chambers, which is an absolute lie. At the time she was shot, she was kicking the windows of the door that was locked to get into the chamber. She was trying to kick the windows out and was repeatedly asked to stop. And she wouldn't. And she got shot. And that's something that can be fact-checked. But it's to a point now where they don't even care about being fact-checked at all. Um, when Marjorie Taylor Greene was going through her trial about being removed from the ballot, um, she was asked about supporting QAnon and she said she didn't even know what it was but there's video evidence of her speaking about QAnon and listening to Q Herschel Walker he's been caught in so many just blatant lies from owning businesses to graduating the top of his class to just graduating from college period and apparently he said that he was used to be in the FBI or something too I mean, it's just blatant lies, but they know there's a certain population who will just listen to what they say and not do their own due diligence. And that's one of the biggest issues I've had is people spreading misinformation and not doing their due diligence when they hear it. And then I just heard today that there was a report that Lauren Boebert, Bobblehead Boebert, used to be an escort. And that she had two miscarriages, two uh, abortions, not miscarriages. So apparently she used to be an escort and she had two miscarriages. And 
the reason I bring that up is because she's supporting legislation um, to ban abortion. Now, of course, she says it's not true, but the group that released that information said, okay, if you think it's defamation, sue us. And they said that so they could get her under oath and see if she would deny it then. So again, it's just more of hypocrisy from this group of people. Um, The other day I got some kind of disturbing news. I was talking to a friend of mine's daughter. Lovely young lady, lovely to death. She's 21. And she was saying that her mother asked her for clean urine so she could pass a drug test for a job that she was applying for. And honestly, it didn't surprise me coming from the person it's coming from. Um, And I'm trying to debate whether I want to say something to her mother or not. But to put this young lady in that position um, and try to guilt her into giving you urine, clean urine because you know you can't pass a drug test, that, that's really low. That's one of the most despicable things you can do. And I told her, don't do it because it's her mom's own fault. You know, this particular person is, she's a train wreck. And she always tries to find people to help her and bail her out of situations she's created. And it's annoying, honestly. People coddle her um, all the time. And she'll never learn her lesson. She's 40 years old. She'll never grow up. And I'm just... Annoyed with adults who make bad decisions and always expect someone else to bail them out because they give them a guilt trip. And I wish she would ask me for anything at this point. I would never do anything for her. Uh, and to put her daughter in this position is just horrible parenting. But she's never been the best parent um, since I've known her. And it's a shame. Uh, at some point it's going to catch up to her but I don't think she will ever learn from her mistakes because she continues to make them uh, so I'm just really disappointed but again it, with this particular person it doesn't surprise me at all uh, and then on the last podcast I told a very weird story about a man who was being sued um, for somebody else using his car well he dropped his car fed up a dealership to get the oil changed and an accident happened while he was not even there and one of the employees ended up dying and he's being sued. Well, I found another really weird lawsuit story and it's about a woman is suing Geico Insurance because she hooked up with a dude and contracted an STD but they hooked up in his car and his car is insured by Geico and was actually won. She was allowed $5.2 million by the arbitrator. So a lady had sex in the car with a man, contracted an STD, and sued, successfully sued his car insurance for contracting the STD. 
that has to be one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life. I'm pretty sure that's gonna that 5.2 is gonna be appealed, but the fact that an arbitrator even awarded that is just crazy. Um, and on to the verbal middle finger for this week, it has to go to the man or the boy who killed the 19 kids and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. Um, you have ruined so many lives. Oh, he ended up, I think he got killed. The police ended up getting into a shootout eventually and killed him, but the fact that you will shoot anybody, but more or less go to a elementary school, innocent kids getting ready for summer break, and you just ruined so many lives. And also with that school shooting, one of the teachers who died, her husband came to the sighting to pay his condolences he had a heart attack the next day and died so their kids young kids who lost both of their parents in a matter of a couple of days because of this incident so I hope that dude burns in hell because that's what you deserve and then the quote for this week is stop trying to drag people with you to the next level everyone doesn't want to improve like you do keep that in mind. Hope you have a good week. Thank you for listening. God bless. Peace.